Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. And today on Faith at Eight, we're in Daughters of Grace, and we are talking about the sinful woman. So me. And me. And And you. Yes, all of us. And so uh, to give you backstory, because we're doing that now, um, Jesus is dining in a home of a very prestigious Pharisee. And they they talk a lot about how this is like the creme de la creme of of Pharisees. Um, And he's surrounded by dinner guests. And this woman enters the home, which I have so many questions around that. I was like, why is this woman just walking into someone else's house? But okay. Um, don't ever just walk into my house. That will not end well for you. Um, but she's de- she's described a- as a woman of the city, as a sinner. So I'm, uh, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of things that we can assume around that. And she comes and she just starts kissing and cleaning God's feet, Jesus's feet. So let's pause for a moment and talk about this. Because I think let's when, set the stage. When, when we think of our feet, we're like, oh, well, like he might have worn like, no, guys, he wore sandals and he walked everywhere. Like, Jesus didn't drive a Tesla. He uh, didn't wasn't riding on a horse. He wasn't in a carriage. He was walking everywhere and had nothing more than sandals are. So if you walked around the desert for days and days at a time with nothing but sandals on, please imagine what your teeth, your feet were like. Mm-hmm. They were calloused. Like Jesus wasn't going to pedicure once a week, guys. Right. They were calloused. They were dirty. And and this woman is washing and kissing his feet. Like mm-hmm. the kissing part, I'm like. Ooh, washing and kissing his feet and cleaning them with her own tears. Yeah. And so I think to, to understand how she is serving him in that moment and just how she is um, just bowing down to him, um, it, it's not, it, it truly is her lowering herself. Like those that, wa- they did have feet washers back then. I don't think that's what they were called, but it was like the lowest position on the totem pole. Mm-hmm. It was like the worst of the worst jobs. Like if you think of the worst job, like have you ever seen that show Dirty Jobs? Yeah. Like this would have been on it. This job would have been on Dirty Jobs. Mm-hmm. And I just love how they talk about in that moment, she just comes in without hesitation and she knows yes. that that is the Messiah. And she is just, you know, it, it talks about how her tears anointed his feet first, you know, and yeah. she's just wiping with, and just that emotion that coming into the house and just locking eyes on and being like, this is where I'm going and this is what yeah. I'm doing. And just not even caring about what else is going on because you know that that is the Messiah. This is the one that you have been waiting for and you have the ability to wash his feet. Yeah. And and also, I'm sure there's a risk. Like, I, I, I don't know this is fact, but I'm going to, I feel strong that I can go on a limb and say it was not natural to walk into someone's home specifically being a woman mm-hmm. and walking into a Pharisee's home. A prestigious one of the, Pharisee. A prestig- like yes. one of the the, the, mm-hmm. the religious leaders of that time. Like I learned this from Chosen. I'm not going to pretend like I learned this from the Bible. But like they, they talked about there's a part where the one the one Pharisee sees Mary after she's, and he goes, wait, you were in her home? That's not allowed. And he goes, no, no, no. I saw her on the street. Like, so we know that this mm-hmm. is not something that like a woman shouldn't be in a room full of men. That was very no, no. That was on the no, no list back then. Probably should be now, but that's a whole other story. Okay. And I love that, you know, the story here is told because they're, they're saying, they're going, why would you do this? Why would you do this? It's such mm-hmm. a sinner, this woman. And I, I love that. that. Could you try again? <laughs> Siri didn't get that. Could you please try again? 
Siri. <laughs> that um, it's the story about, let me hear it, the story about two debtors. So one owed a little and one owed a lot, but neither could pay their debt. So the money lender forgave both of them. And Jesus asked them which one would be more grateful and love the money lender more. Simon responded that it would be the one forgiven more. And Jesus quickly pointed out that this woman had been forgiven much and now loved much. Jesus turned to the woman and told her that her sins were forgiven and her faith had saved her. And, you know, this is where it comes in, into account. Like, okay, you have this prestigious Pharisee, and, you know, they they live this, this godly life, right? Mm-hmm. And here's this sinful woman who's coming in. And how could, when we have that balance of, oh, well, my sin is little and this one is less. And, mm-hmm. But this woman had so much gratitude for understanding how much sin she came in with, but that she was forgiven. And she understood the magnitude of that. So how much more her love abounded because of understanding how much forgiveness she was given. And I think this should remind us that we shouldn't discount our path, our past. We so often go, oh, but you don't know what I've done. We don't know what this woman done, but apparently it was a lot and God still used her. So so think. And what's interesting about this is no one said, why are you doing this? Someone thought it. Mm -hmm. Someone thought it because Jesus even knows the thoughts um, of our hearts. And this is why we need to... Know the word, because the word tells us in Proverbs 4.23 that guard your hearts above all else, for it is the source of life. So it tells us in the word that, and but oftentimes we we aren't guarding our hearts. Mm-hmm. We're allowing all sorts of depravity depra- in there. And no, I know this because I had COVID and I watched Netflix. Like we, we, we are allowing so much, the culture mm-hmm. is so depraved and some, oh, it's more depraved than ever now. I don't know. Have you read the Old Testament? Um, so we have, there's many seasons. There there are seasons upon seasons where things are just, the culture is not honoring God. Mm-hmm. And so we need to guard our hearts against that. It also, though, tells us in Matthew 7, 1, do not judge so that you won't be judged. And so this this one little this one little piece of Jesus knows even the thoughts of our hearts needs to remind us that we need to guard our hearts and we need to stop judging others. And so that's back to that oh their sin is this and my uh-huh. sin is that and God knows that that's on your heart. That judgment is on their heart. Can I have yes, my love. Can, can you I say please? Can you say please? Please. And I want a drink. I don't have one. Yes, you may have a drink. Are you asking me to get you a drink? Where's your water bottle? Welcome to Faith at Eight, friends. Uh, on the table? Okay, well, get your water bottle off the table, my love. <laughs> I brought her a full water bottle. Just not that I'm scared someone's judging me, but just so you understand what just happened Her children there. are fed and hydrated. Yes. Okay. What was I saying? Oh, but like... We need to make sure that we're not like, okay, if we're starting to, and I'm not saying if you judge others, you're going to hell. No, no, no. We need to mm -hmm. be convicted in those moments. Guys, I am very, very transparent. I am a judgy person. It is something that I pray often as in daily, like God help me with this. God help me because I, and I do actually recognize that I have gotten better at it. Um, not at being judgy, at not judging others and understand and not being gossipy. Also something I was very good at once upon in my life. I'm trying to get better at not being gossipy, not better at being gossipy. Um, I hope that made sense to some degree. If not, we have an amazing editor that hopefully will make make sense. Maybe, maybe not. Pay them overtime. Yes, uh, overtime. So if their regular rate is $0, what is their overtime rate? Like 0 
time and a half. That's zero dollars yeah. shoot, mm-hmm. right? Okay, good. Yeah, we're doing great here, friends. Um, but but we need to be very cautious if we're being judgy because that's on our heart, and God knows our heart. And what is ever in our heart comes out of our mouths. Like our, our heart is. I like how it said it something about the our our lives. One second, let me go back. I didn't put a Bible tab in there. It's okay. I know that it's four twenty three because I've been praying it often lately. Um, guard your heart above all else, not like along with other things Mm -hmm. for it is the source of life. We need to guard our, and what's interesting is now in our culture, it's follow your heart. Mm -hmm. Well, your heart is sinful and you need to guard it. So maybe you shouldn't follow it. Yep. Just saying. And you know, this goes along too with, um, you loving people where they are. You can't expect somebody to be dead to their sin. Love them anyway. In Christ. Love them anyway. You know, we watched Jesus as he loved everybody and he loved and he didn't give up the truth, right? He always spoke the absolute truth, but he loved people. And it is interesting when we read through a story like this and we, oh, well, I wouldn't act like that or I wouldn't. Really? Really? Because every single day we are sinning. Every single day we've got judgment every single day. And, mm-hmm. and we have to catch ourselves when we do that and say, how can we do this better? How can I love somebody that does not agree with me? How can I love somebody that doesn't have the same Christian values as me? How can I love somebody that, you know, makes decisions that I don't make? And how do they not understand the same? Love them anyway. Love them where they are and walk out what that means to be Christian and understand that sit in the word. You know, I can't imagine what this this situation was like to actually live through as being one of those people mm-hmm. in that room and all of a sudden this sinful woman walks in and everybody's having the thoughts, right? And mm-hmm. Jesus knows all of these thoughts that are going on and he's like addressing it and being like, stop, hang on a second, let me tell you a story, right? So how often are we in a room in a situation where something like this happens and there's gossip or there's mm-hmm. judgment and you stop and say, hang on, let me tell you a story right? Let me tell you what the truth is. Or do we get um, caught up in what is socially acceptable to the world and go mm-hmm. along with that? Because that's easier than being counterculture. That's easier, right? It's easier to say, oh, I have hate towards them or, oh, they're going to hell or whatever. That's easier than saying, I'm going to love them even though they're different than me. Yeah. And and I think it was Chris Sahad said, you know, we, we were like, oh, we... They're an alcoholic, but they're a sinner in need of a savior. They're this and they're a sinner in need of a savior. Oh, they're they're gay. Oh, well, that's 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 mm-hmm. the ultimate sin. We can't we can't forgive that. And one, who said that it's your responsibility to forgive anything? Mm-hmm. No one gave you that responsibility. That's God's responsibility to decide that. And and we need to be very cautious because we have become a very judgmental Christian community. Mm-hmm. And and we we now decide who we're going to love and who we're not. Who we're going to serve and who we're not. Or we're going to we're not going to serve. And and that's so important. And you said something and I had a thought and it completely left me. Um, we'll but come, back. come on back thought, come on back. <laughs> but, but we need to be very cautious of that. We need to look at how are we walking out things uh-huh. because we could be, we could be the Pharisees. We could be the reason that other people turn away from Christianity. Yes. Number one, th- I solely believe the number one thing that keeps people from Christ is Christians. And that's where, let's hold up the mirrors. And that's why we're doing this. Yes. We have decided to do this because we want to show other people that no matter what, you have a seat at this table. Let's let's sit by you as you walk through this journey for you. We're not here to tell you this is what you should believe. Oftentimes, both Shan and I get the question of, well, what do you think about this? And the answer is, 
it doesn't matter what I personally think. It's what the word says. So let, I, I have no problem with having a conversation with you about what I have walked through on that. But I want you to go to the word and see what does this mean to me? Because God is going to speak through. He's going to convict you. He's going to clarify. That's not going to come from me. I will pray for you about it. I will pray if this is a question you're coming at me with. I'm going to pray that God shows you what is supposed to be told to you so you have that understanding. But what happens is too many Christians say, this is what the Christian belief is. It's boom, 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 boom. And if you're sitting there going, well, I never read the Bible. I'm just taking it at face value that they are Christian. So this is what a Christian belief is. Mm -hmm. Now that's their idea. And they walk through life thinking that's what Christianity is. When in the reality, it may or may not be. I've had so many people come to me and say, well, I used to be Christian or this person was Christian. And they told me that I have to do this, this, or this. And so I decided that wasn't for me. Okay. Here's my question for you. Have you read the word? And I I don't say that in a way of being like, well, have you read the Bible? I say, I want to know, have you read it to understand what the answer truly is? Well, no, I just went for face value. Okay, sounds to me like that person probably didn't read the Bible either. So instead of going to them as your truth of what Christianity is, I urge you to sit in the Bible and say, what is the answer to to my question? I wrote things down because I I didn't want to forget again. Okay. So first, with the last thing you said, you know, where are you going for your your godly advice? Mm-hmm. Are you going for your for your, for godly advice to humans, broken humans? That's who you're going to to get, get godly it, advice. We get it so wrong, guys. Or you're going we to God, and and that's not like a how, da- y'all. I I get it wrong. Mm-hmm. I get it wrong daily. Like thank God for His grace, because if not, I'd be in trouble. Like I get it wrong all the time, mm-hmm. and and we are meant to be grace or truth. You know, we're called to try to to try to imitate Christ and to be Christ like. You know, God sat, Christ, hi, who am I talking about? Jesus sat at the table with tax collectors and, and prostitutes and sinners. And you might think like, like tax collectors today are not like, it's a coveted position that you try to like, you run Mm -hmm. for office. But guys, that would be the sinner of all sinners. Like that would be someone that was very much looked down upon. And we no longer sit at the table of those that are looked down upon. Um, We, we now sit there and, oh, but they're a sinner, but they're the sinner. You know, he said, uh, love your neighbor as you, as you love yourself. He also said, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. And, and so he imita- he he shows us and models, models is the right word. He models for us constantly what it looks like to walk in grace and truth. He, he At no point does he give someone all grace and say, it's okay, you can keep sinning, no big deal. Mm-hmm. You'll be... You do you, boo, whatever you call. Okay, sure, no problem. At no point does he say that. At no point does he sell, say, you're you're going to hell if you don't do this. No, he he said, and but he does give truth. John 6.35, I am the bread of life. Jesus told them, no one who no one who comes to me will be ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever go thirsty again. He is very honest with them that it is only through him that they have ever loving, everlasting life. At no mm-hmm. point does he try to be like, or if you just act really well. Mm-hmm. He never says that. He he always is very truthful, but he does it with love. He doesn't turn someone from the table away from the table because they don't look the way he wants them to look or act the way they want him to act he wants them to act or have a past that he thinks is uncharacteristic. Guys, the Pharisees, the religious people crucified Jesus. Well, technically it was the Romans because they didn't want to, but that whole another story. They're the ones that tur- they're the ones that plotted for his death. They are the yeah. ones, the 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 religious ones, the religious zealots of the time. And so we need to sit there and look in the mirror and say, do I look like a religious zealot or do I look like Christ? 
what one do I look like? There are a lot of things that I know the Bible says are sins. And I have a lot of friends, including myself, that have walked in that sin. Mm -hmm. And it is so sorry, telling me to get prepared, start prepping dinner. Um, there are a lot of things that I have done in my own life. And I, and I can sit there and shame others for doing them. Or I can tell them, guys, that, 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 that sin, they're chains. Mm -hmm. Am I going to sit there and shame them for having chains on? Or am I going to sit there and tell them about the only one that can break those chains? Exactly. exactly. And if you're not willing to sit at the table with them, you can never tell them the second. Right. And when you are so focused on somebody else's sin, because you're mm -hmm. trying to say, well, their sin is more than my sin. So that makes it okay. No, your chains are the same weight. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. And so if you're not sitting down at the table, welcoming, having those conversations, that's where you've got to start. You've got to check your heart. You've got to sit and say, but what is that truth? And stop thinking that just because somebody is different uh, or because you see them as sinning, that for some reason, God doesn't accept who they are. God knows our heart hearts. No matter what is on the exterior, no matter what decisions we are making, God knows our hearts. And so you can't sit there and say, well, I know that they are, or they aren't, or they are, whatever it is. That's, that's not our place. Mm -mm. We are called to love. We are called to speak in truth and with grace and love people for where they are. What would it look like if we spent all the time and energy that we currently spend judging others trying to model Jesus better? What if you took all that energy and put it, focused it on ourselves, not in like a, oh, look at me way, but in, in a let, like, let me, let me look at my own sin. Mm -hmm. Let me look at my own sin. And how can I model God better in my life? And how can I, how can other people see Christ, not through my words, but through my actions and through how he, I allow him to, to change and shine a light on my life? How can I do that? And what would it look like if you realize that all the chains that you have are forgiven and you're the only one carrying mm -hmm. them around? Yes. They've already been broken. And how amazing is that feeling that then you can share with somebody else who is shackled by their chains of shame and sin and guilt? Mm -hmm. Because just as you were forgiven, they are too. Absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Yes. And always at the yes. Jesus Jamboree. Someday. Someday. You have to go to the next retreat to find out all about that. Okay. Uh, dear, dear God, dear Father God, you are just so amazing, Lord. You are just your never ending grace, the, the grace and love that flows through you and out over us is just all inspiring Lord, um, to, to know that I, a sinner can sit at the table with Christ is just so, um, so humbling Lord, so humbling Lord, because I know my sin and you know, your my sin. And yet you call me by my name. You do not call me by my sin, Lord. There are so many times in life where I haven't guarded my heart and I have judged others, Lord. And I am so sorry for that. I'm so sorry that I have not walked out your word and that I have let the world into my heart and the judgment of the world into my heart and the standards of the world into my heart. Um, and, and, and with that, I have created a, a, a hardened heart, a, a hard heart of stone, Lord, that, that cannot be, that cannot be penetrated, Lord. 
Please forgive me for that, Lord. Please forgive me for my hard heart, Lord, and take my heart of stone and change it to a heart of flesh. Please, please allow me to be in your word, to put on the armor of God every day so that my heart can be protected, Lord. Let me sit in your word, Lord, every day so that I can be, I can protect my heart from the nastiness and the sin of this world, Lord, from the shame of this world. I also judge people daily, every day, Lord. I get this one wrong all the time, and yet you still show us grace, Lord. Please allow us to be look so be so focused inwardly of all the areas of our lives where we need to do better that we do not have the time nor the energy to folk, to judge other sins. We will still see them and we will model God's behavior daily, Lord. Please allow us to do that, but don't let judgment be our focus. Let truth and grace be our focus, Lord. When the enemy tells us God could never forgive that, Lord, remind us that that thing we went through is a testimony that can be used by God for his glory, Lord, for your glory, Lord, and our good, that that we should never discount the greatness of who you are and what you can do because we have been saved by grace. We have been saved from the great debt of our, of our sins, Lord. And thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for your constant provision. Thank you for your constant faithfulness that even though we sin over and over and over again, you still save us. You still uh, pour out your grace over us daily, Lord. Thank you for that blessing, Lord. And thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for sending your one and only son to die on the cross for that sin, even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, thumbs up, heart emoji, whatever it is, leave a review and share with a friend that could use this today. We are so humbled that you are a part of this journey of helping us make heaven crowded. See you tomorrow, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.